The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown With our Bibles open today to the book of the Revelation, chapter number 1 again, we continue and conclude today the series on the unsearchable riches of Christ, finishing with Christ and His coming. Now for a word of prayer, and then we'll look to Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 7. Father, I come now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for Calvary's blood. Thank you for your dear Son who gave his life a ransom for us all. And I pray now you would help me to testify of him, that he would be glorified. Thank you now for saving a sinner like me. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen and amen. Revelation 1 and verse number 7, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. What a statement for our Lord to make of himself. Taking the first two words and the last two words, he said, I am the Almighty. Let me mention Quickly, just to remind you of the blessed hope of our Lord's return for his church. What a promise was left us by Christ as he was there in the upper room giving the private discourse to his disciples, recorded between John chapters 13 through 17, 
I point you to John 14 and verse number 1 down through verse number 3. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. I believe that's a good word for this day, don't you? Let not your heart be troubled. There's a lot of folks with troubled hearts today, but we don't have to be troubled if we know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Ye believe in God, he said. Believe also in me. It matters not what the world might say of him. It matters not what these apostate churches say of him. He's still the Lord of glory. He's still seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. And he's coming when his father tells him to come. All things are going as he's planned it to be. Nothing's behind schedule. He'll not step out of the portals of glory and descend to the tops of the mountains not one second too soon, nor one second too late. He is coming, and he is coming soon. We go on in John 14, verse 2, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. What a promise. I'm so thankful. Christ, my Lord, and my God, he is preparing a place for me, for you, if you've called upon the name of the Lord, and you're saved and born again. Verse 3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, hear him now, I will come again, and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face, and there to sing forever of his saving grace. My heart overflows, and with John I would say, Even so come, Lord Jesus, even so come. I'm actually surprised he didn't come today. Brethren, let's look for him tonight for the coming of your Savior. And then live tomorrow. If we should see tomorrow's light, live tomorrow as if Jesus would come at any moment. Revelation 1 verse 7. Let me give you these thoughts and conclude this series. Revelation 1 verse 7. The Bible says, Behold, he cometh with clouds. We dealt with this just briefly, basically mentioned it last week. I mention it again. This is the promise of his coming. Flip to Acts 1, 1 through 14. Compare there that this same Jesus shall so come in like manner. He was taken up in a cloud. He's coming with clouds. But then we mentioned the power of his coming. And we pointed you to that statement in Revelation 1 and verse 7. That every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. He's coming in visible power and glory. And he will put down the Antichrist. He will rescue Israel. He will establish his kingdom upon this earth and rule with a rod of iron for 1,000 golden years. But then we closed out with the progress of his coming. 
This we give over to chapter 1, verse 7, the last phrase, even so, amen. In this little word, amen, we find a sure and firm statement testifying with complete confidence as to the validity of something or someone. In other words, this word, amen, testifies to the truthfulness of Christ and his coming again. Amen is of a Hebrew origin, and it always points to the trustworthiness of that which is being spoken. It simply means, so be it, or let it be so. Therefore, in an unhindered progression, time is marching on, eternity is swiftly approaching because it follows on the heels of the eternal one who is coming again to the earth. Jesus Christ, his coming is progressing. He is coming. And at his coming, all things will climax and he will set all things right in his time, in his way, for with him time began and with him time will end. He who is the Eternal One will safely carry His own from time into eternity, and He will swiftly put down His enemies and banish them unto everlasting darkness, even to the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. John says, Even so. Amen. By the end of the book, he says, Even so. Come, Lord Jesus, Revelation 22 and verse 20. Now consider with me the preeminence of his coming in verse number 8. Our Lord is set here to be the Alpha and the Omega, the Almighty. Thankfully, God will never cease to be any of these, for he always has been, always will be what he is. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. He's found again and again and again in the Apocalypse or the book of the Revelation by these names. Trace it. Chapter 1, verses 8 and 11. Chapter 21, verse 6. Chapter 22, verse 13. Chapter 4, verse 8. Chapter 11, verse 17. Chapter 15, verse 3. Chapter 16, verse 7 and 14. Chapter 19, verse 15. Chapter 21 and verse 22. It's interesting to know that only in one other New Testament book that I am aware of and can find is this name of Almighty used. It is found in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 18, where we are exhorted to be a separated people unto the Lord. You know, separation of the saint unto the Lord and away or out from among the world is a despised doctrine in this day, but I'm going to say that God attaches great significance here. You go look it up, Second Corinthians six seventeen and 18, and he says, saith the Lord Almighty. We will notice if we were to continue in this study in chapters 2 and 3 that the seven churches They failed to uphold a sincere separation. And if it's so important to God, brethren, I believe it ought to be important to us as well. 
And as we move closer to the Lord's return, I believe separation, the doctrine and truth of it will come more and more under attack. But it will be more so than ever a vital necessity in the lives of God's children. Christ is to have the preeminence, that place of priority in our lives. He's superior to all others in rank and dignity. Isaiah 45, 18 through 25, Colossians 1, 18, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Give him first place in your life. Truly, we hear from the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Before him, beside him, beyond him, there is no other. We see in verse 8, the Logos, or Logos, is returning. I am Alpha and Omega. He's God's word to man. Look it up, John 1, 1 through 3. He's the first and last letter of the Greek alphabet. He's all that man needs to see in order to learn how to read and understand the great revelation of God to man in his word and of God's redemption of man in his cross. Look to Christ alone. There's no need to look any further. John 14, 5 and 6, he's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the beginning and the ending. He is the commencement and the conclusion of all things. With him, the beginning began. Genesis 1.1, with him, the ending will end in Revelation 21 and 22. But the Lord is returning, saith the Lord. Jesus speaks here with declaration, and he lives with duration. He's permanent, he's perpetual, he's eternal, and he reigns with dominion. He is the Almighty. He is the Lord God omnipotent who reigneth. He is absolute, and He is the Almighty, Sovereign. Do you know Him? If not, I suggest you repent and run to the Savior. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748 or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com and finally brethren pray for us